Hi, I'm Robin Birkin, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive, to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means knowing that true glory is in rising every time we fall. It's having the courage to feel afraid, ride the roller coaster, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. So buckle your seatbelt. Let's begin. So let me tell you a little bit about how much I hate my husband. He puts his head on the pillow and I swear to God, I am just laid there, just like starting to get in the zone. And then I talked to him and he was like, what? I was already asleep. He falls asleep straight away and he doesn't wake up easily. Do you know how annoying that is to me? Because I am the type of person who takes a long time to fall asleep. It's like in my head, I need to download every single thing that has happened over the course of the day. And then I'm a really light sleeper. That really annoys me that he's the opposite. (laughs) I don't know if you can relate, but sleep is one of the most precious things in my life. And I feel like I work really hard to get a good night's sleep because it doesn't come easy to me. It's something that I need to work on. So I feel like I'm quite qualified in talking to you today about the importance of good sleep hygiene and how to get a good night's sleep. And of course, this is a Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm talking about sleep in the context of your fertility. And I feel like sleep is a bit of a secret weapon. Not many people know just how big a deal sleep is when it comes to infertility and fertility generally. So let me just tell you a little bit about how sleep affects us Lack of sleep, so not getting enough sleep, result in higher levels of depression and anxiety. It decreases your neurotransmitters. It has all sorts of effects in your brain that can result in higher levels of depression and anxiety. They also did a study that found, or they also showed somewhere, that people who have a lack of sleep cry more readily, especially at night. So maybe you can relate on your fertility journey that you cry at the drop of a hat, that, you know, you sit there at night after work and it just all feels too much. But lack of sleep also triggers a stress response in our body. Um, And stress response, you know, we can often think of a stress response in some ways as fight or flight when our bodies are in fight mode. Sometimes a lack of sleep also triggers a stress response. So we have certain stress hormones in our body. One of them is cortisol. And when we have a lack of sleep, certain stress responses are released in our body. And that can really impair our fertility as well. I talk to many people about, you know, when your body goes into this fight or flight mode, and they say that the opposite of fight or flight mode is like rest, repair, reproduce and digest. Um, And that's because when you are in fight or flight mode, your body switches off things like your digestion and your fertility. Um, When we are sleep deprived, we're hungrier and we crave more carby, salty kind of foods. 
the hunger responses in our body get all out of whack. Um, And generally, even just a week of impaired sleep can really trigger inflammation, stress responses, and really impact our immune system. So sleep, that's why I'm saying that sleep is such a secret weapon because it can affect so many things. And I hope that, you know, you really take away from this episode the importance of sleep and why you need to start prioritizing it. So at this junction, I just want to give a shout out to shift workers. A lot of people who listen to the Fertility Warriors podcast who are in our Fertility Warriors support and chat group on Facebook and who follow me on Instagram are nurses. There are a lot of you guys. So I don't know if that's a sign of something or maybe it's a sign that people who are nurses reach out because you have a higher awareness of things. But I just want to give a shout out to you as we start, because some of you might be like, fuck, (laughs) do I need to quit my job? Look, it's such a rock and a hard place. Um, But no, a lot of the tips that I'm going to share with you now uh, in this episode are things that you can do, even if the times that you are going to sleep are a bit different. Obviously, if you can be rostered on for all day shifts and really start to regulate your sleep and wake cycles and your circadian rhythm, that's obviously optimal. And I know that you know that already. So we're not going to talk about it. But lots of the tips that I'm talking about today are things that you may not have implemented already that you can implement that might help you, despite being a shift worker, get a little bit more sleep. So here are some tips that I'm going to burn through them pretty fast today. But what you want to do, the number one thing that you want to do when you are trying to encourage a good night's sleep and a restful night's sleep is routine. You want to have the same or a similar kind of routine every night before you go to sleep that ideally starts, you know, about 20 minutes or even before before you go to sleep. So I know that some of you have that, like we all brush our teeth before we go to bed. Please tell me that you brush your teeth before you go to bed. So I'm just going to assume that we all brush our teeth before we go to bed. You might wash your face. What other things do you do right before you go to bed? So those things all form your routine. And I think it's really important. If your routine doesn't take 20 minutes, if you can, try to, you know, work out what kind of things you might do to really get your body understanding in its subconscious that, you know, like now it's time for us to go to sleep. Um, But what you also want to do is you want to have a routine that is filled with things that are going to help you get to sleep, not things that are going to take away from you going to sleep. So for example, if 20 minutes before you went to sleep, you know how those nights when you go out to dinner and you've had a really, really great time, you've been out late with your girlfriends and you come home and you're buzzing. So those are the kind of things that you don't want to do ideally before sleep. So for example, don't go for a big giant hard workout and then try to go straight to sleep. If you're struggling with sleep, don't watch TV right before bed. Don't look at your phone right before bed. When that comes to things, they call it like blue screens or blue light. They say that you should have about an hour or two hours to kind of decompress from that. And the reason for that is because it affects what's called melatonin, which are the melatonin levels in our body, I think, increase when we go out in the sun and blue screens, like looking at a screen simulates a similar kind of thing. 
That's why you'll see all of these people who wear these Baxter blue glasses these days as well. Like people wear or blue blocker glasses because they're trying to block out the effects of this light because it can essentially simulate sunlight, which then sends a signal to our brains that it's still daytime and not sleep time. But you really want to have a routine that has positive things. So what kind of positive things would you build into your routine? So you might have a shower or a bath. And one of the reasons that this is so beneficial is because when we fall asleep, our body temperature decreases and that, you know, like helps everything start ticking along. You know, when you see in the movies and people decrease their body temperatures to like a hypothermic level because they're about to do something, I don't know, crazy with their bodies that they just need to pause their bodies for a bit. So think about that on a much less of a scale, but our body temperature decreases just slightly when we go to sleep. So how can you foster that? Well, one of the ways you can do that is by having a shower. So you have a shower and then what happens because you have this warm shower, when you get out of the shower, it then starts to trigger your body temperature to cool down. So that can really help you before you fall asleep. Something that is really beneficial is to then sit and, you know, some people journal. Journals can be a lot about reflection, reflecting on the day and things like that. You might just also have a brain dump. You might just also sit there and just chuck out whatever's in your mind on the paper. Is it a to-do list? Is it something that really annoyed you today? Is it something that you need to do tomorrow? Just chuck out whatever you need to on the paper for about five minutes just to get it out of your head so you're not sat there and repeating it over and over again in your head before you go to sleep. Something else that you might do is you might listen to a meditation. Another total hack is to sit down with your legs up the wall for about 10 minutes. It's really helpful to get to sleep. So lie down, legs up the wall for about 10 minutes. So you might listen to a meditation while you're doing that. But these are all really positive things that will help you calm yourself down, help regulate your body temperature to go to sleep. So what kind of sleep environment do you need? So ideally, it will be a dark room. And by dark, I mean like really dark. So get block out blinds or something like that, particularly if you're a shift worker. So if you are a nurse and going to sleep in the day, then try to make sure that your room is really dark. So you can get blackout blinds that can help block a lot of the light. And it's the exact opposite to this whole thing of blue screens where it helps simulate to your body that it's time to go to sleep. You ideally want your room to be fairly cool. You don't want to sleep. Imagine what it's like when you go to sleep and it's a bit cold outside, but you're all super cozy in your bed and feeling really snug in your bed. You know that feeling when you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my God, is everything so soft? I feel really good and it's cold outside. That's ideally what you want. So you, you want the temperature to ideally be like quite cool, but you to be nice and snug and warm and obviously not cold. Some people sleep better with white noise. There is a great app that you can get. I think it's called Sleepy Sounds, which is wonderful. And they will just play for you on repeat until you switch them off. Some people, you know, like the hum of a fan. Other people need some silence. So whatever works for you in that regard. And then What I want you to do when you go to sleep, this is one of my number one health hacks 
please put your phone on aeroplane mode. Seriously, guys, the science is still not there. You know, I was born when mobile phones were invented. I only got my first mobile phone when I was about 17 and I was the oh, there were only two people in our class who had mobile phones in those days. They're so new. We don't know what the technology does. We don't know. We are living in a world where there are microwaves and phone waves and all Wi-Fi in our houses constantly. It's like and they have to be able to pass through the human body, otherwise you wouldn't get a signal because they wouldn't pass through walls or anything. So there are constantly all of these things floating around. And I know that many of you would put your phone by your bedside. You might put it on silent. That's fine. You might even switch off the notifications with those flashing lights. Or maybe you're the type of person who it goes bing, bing, bing throughout the night and the flashing lights. And that's one of the reasons why you have a rubbish night's sleep. But can I please encourage you to put your phone on airplane mode so that then you do not have any of these electromagnetic frequencies floating around right near your head when you are trying to sleep and you are not getting all of these notifications that will tempt you. Some people say that they need to have their phone on, in which case, please leave it out in the kitchen or in another room to charge so that it's not right near your bedside um, and keeping you up at night. If I can give you one tip, for going to sleep, it's please either switch it on aeroplane mode or put it right in another room, not right near your head while you're sleeping. So some other hacks that I have for you when it comes to trying to fall asleep is try to have an earlier dinner. Try to leave a bit of a gap between eating your dinner and falling asleep. Sometimes it takes your body quite a while and it takes quite a lot of energy for your body to digest the food that you're eating. So if you have a nice little gap, it gives your body enough time to digest the food and then start preparing for sleep rather than trying to burn all of this energy right at the time when you're trying to go to sleep. The next is ideally when we're trying to conceive, we would cut out coffee altogether, but sometimes that's not possible. So what you would want to do is at least keep your coffees to before 10 a.m. is what I do. I try to drink a maximum of either one like shop-bought normal-sized coffee, as in like 10-ounce or 12-ounce coffee per day, or two homemade black coffees a day maximum and try to drink them before 10 a.m. so that they are not affecting you later on in the day. The other thing is don't nap during the day. Some of you might be encouraged, particularly on the weekends, to just have a nap because you can. My Strong advice is to not nap during the day. Even if you feel a bit tired, go for a fresh walk in the fresh air rather than going for a nap or drink some water. Often when we feel hungry or tired or sick, it's a sign of dehydration. So a glass of really cold water can be all that we really need. So try not to nap during the day. My last tip for trying to get a good night's sleep is that if you can't get to sleep, try drinking a little bit of apple cider vinegar with honey in warm water. Lots of people swear by this. A little bit of apple cider vinegar and when you buy apple cider vinegar, you want the apple cider vinegar that has like all the cloudy, murky stuff in it because that means it's the good stuff. So just have a little bit of apple cider vinegar with a little bit of honey to just help calm your body and get it ready for sleep. 
So I hope in this episode you have learnt at least one thing about getting a good night's sleep and I hope that I have convinced you somewhat that sleep is really important, not just for our fertility but for our overall health. It is, you know, I mentioned a few things in this podcast but there are so many more elements of our health that are impacted by our sleep or a lack thereof. So please prioritise your sleep. Do the absolute best that you can and drop me a line on Instagram if you have implemented some of these things and it has made a difference. Thank you so much for listening this week and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, recipes and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you liked this podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review it. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.